Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Well, hello there. I'm Brian Wayne, host of the Cheers to Comics podcast, and I'm here to bring you the ultimate comic book podcast for readers and lovers and collectors of all levels. Whether you're trying to get caught up on last week's books or you're just looking to check out the latest interview with the latest creator, this is the podcast for you. So if you're looking for a comic book show that doesn't stray away from the topic and you're looking to get an insight from a true fan and lover of this industry, then tune into the Cheers to Comics podcast three times a week as I, Brian Wayne, raise a glass to this wonderful, wonderful industry that is comics. Cheers. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So, if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Alright everybody, so welcome to another episode, and the first thing we're going to touch on today, I promised myself I was going to try and stay out of the political ballpark for a while, because frankly, I'm sick of this shit. But, this world is in such a state that, unfortunately, this keeps coming up and we need to address something real quick. This week we saw the second impeachment of the former president of the United States. And here's the thing. I am seeing way too much stuff on social media, and they already released their announcement. They had their impeachment trial. They brought the charges forth, and they have concluded he is not guilty. People are entirely too caught up and twisted in this whole process because... First and foremost, the general knowledge of how politics and how legal issues work in this country is so skewed and damaged, and it's partly, it's deliberate. It's because they took civics and any sort of government classes that taught how government was intended to work out of the educational system. They replaced it with social studies, and they've placed an emphasis more on feelings and emotions as opposed to legal operations of the system. And I acknowledge that people's feelings and emotions do need to be addressed, but they should not be replacing knowledge of how the system works because the general stupidity when it comes to these things is becoming more and more prevalent and it's making it easier for them to get away with shit. And I have a real serious problem with this impeachment. And it's not that I'm any particular fan of number 45. I really didn't care for the guy. Anybody that's listened to the show knows. I'm I'm not camped in either party's side. I think they're all just garbage. But here's my issue. The impeachment process exists for a reason. The concept behind it is that in this country, no one is above the law. And... That's a fallacy for a whole different set of reasons. No one's above the law unless you can afford to be above the law. If you're rich, you don't follow the same rules as the rest of us. And that's just the truth of it. It shouldn't be that way. It wasn't meant to be that way. The ideal behind this country did not allow for that. But at the end of the day, that's the practical truth. If you got enough money, you can get away with pretty much friggin' anything. And 
that's just the way the system is. It needs to be fixed. It probably never will be because people are content as long as they're allowed to bitch and vent their ire without any real thing coming from it. Nobody is going to get worked up enough to do anything. And you want a prime example? Look at the storming of the Capitol. It was a joke. It was nothing significant was accomplished. A bunch of assholes went into a building, took some selfies, didn't even really destroy anything, just acted stupid. And they're all going to get caught because they're all fucking idiots. Nothing was accomplished. They didn't destroy anything. They didn't take any hostages. They didn't affect any change. They trashed some shit. They trashed some offices. Big deal. Unless, you know, one of these tinfoil hat theories works out and they all of a sudden somebody snagged a bunch of laptops and there's a whole bunch of evidence and they're going to start bringing forth legal proceedings, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I, would, I would think it was great if the corruption was exposed across the board, but nothing will ever come of it. it the system is not going to slit its own throat. We've given these people too much power, and now, short of a violent reaction, they're going to keep it. So if you're sitting there waiting for some amazing legal stroke that's going to justify and equalize the world, you're high, you're dreaming, you're stupid. But I want to get back to my initial beef here. The whole impeachment process and the way it is it was intended to say, just because you're in this position does not somehow put you above the law. The law is supposed to be the ultimate authority in this country because, frankly, people are too fucked up to leave it to morals or any kind of decency. There has to be regulation because people suck. And the, by and wide, I mean, things are getting better, but still, this impeachment process was a freaking joke. There was nothing legitimate i knew as soon as they talked about it starting nothing was going to come of it because if they were sitting on some amazing piece of evidence the way the way our society is and the way the assholes that are running things work that evidence would have been public knowledge as soon as they got their hands on it it wouldn't have been some big pop surprise like oh this is look here's our proof that this is your fault and you're going to go to jail for it the impeachment trial and the hearings and all this stuff was more dog and pony show it's more shit to appease people that don't know any better because they think they have this ill-defined definition of what impeachment is the actual act of impeachment is simply opening the president to the potential to be tried for something it's not a guarantee he's going to jail it's not some sort of major blow against anybody it's simply saying yes we're going to put you on trial for this he wasn't concerned. He knew they didn't have any kind of hard evidence that was going to be significant enough to convict him in a court of law because, like it or not, all the impeachment does is open you up to being tried for something. It doesn't guarantee you're going to jail. It used to mean something because Congress would not bring it forth unless they had what they felt was sufficient evidence to drive their case, to make their case and win. The trial in this case was done merely to placate people it was done as a salve or a bomb or a band-aid to make people feel better like oh look we're going after him we're gonna get him and by and wide people took that as yeah look he's done he lost he's going to jail that was never the case it was brought forth because of they figure oh we've got the votes to get the impeachment in place and really that's all they had 
They didn't have any evidence to make any charges stick. They didn't have significant standing. But they also knew the American people don't realize that's what's required for an impeachment to be of any significant meaning. They realized people are going to say, oh boy, he's getting impeached. We won. The left was too happy. The right was too upset because nothing changed. Literally, it's just a distraction. It's look away from the real problems in the world and look at the shit we're telling you to look at. Look, we're doing something, even though they are literally doing nothing. More time and taxpayer dollars wasted for something that was literally going to amount to nothing. Anybody that looked at the evidence knew that Judge Judy would have thrown that case out with what they were bringing to the table. And instead, at the cost of hundreds of thousands of American taxpayer dollars, these assholes don't care that they're spending. It's not their money. Politicians don't pay taxes on their income. They're paid with tax money. Every time, every nickel they waste is nothing to them because it's not theirs. It's ours. They've mortgaged our children's futures and done so at great expense to this country to give money to the rest of the world that is morally, yes, we should all be looking out for each other as fellow human beings. But from a purely objective standpoint, we are not obligated to take care of the rest of the world. It's not our jobs to feed other countries. It's not our jobs to police other countries. Unless they specifically ask for aid, and if they're asking for aid, they should be doing so with the intention of it. Someday we'll pay you back. We'll get square when we get back on our feet. You as a person are not allowed to get money from any kind of institution without some sort of promise to repay. If you get a loan from a personal family member, that's a different story. This is That's not the case in these massive levels where they're doling out hundreds of millions and billions at this point of dollars that they don't have they don't earn and it's not theirs to give they're making commitments on behalf of other people with which if you or i try and do it it would be massively illegal and we'd be in jail and the government just does it with impunity because the people we the people are ignorant of the way the system is designed to work so we let them do it and they keep giving themselves raises. They're congratulating themselves for being cleverer than the rest of us and being able to job people that haven't even been born yet. So, re- realistically, why am I completely just meh on this whole uh, impeachment mess? And now that the verdict has been announced, I'm seeing way too many people that are like, Oh, yeah, look, he got away with it. He didn't get away with anything. He still got impeached. So if you're going to celebrate something, at least celebrate the right stuff. Say, yeah, look, hey, they wasted our time and money because they brought forth stuff they didn't have the evidence to back up and on charges they knew weren't going to stick. People are upset about all the wrong things in these circumstances. And trying to say, oh, yeah, we're going to hold him accountable for what a bunch of other assholes did without the actual proof that he incited this stuff. Did he say things that could be taken as, well, you know, he wasn't condemning them hard enough? Yeah, the friggin' Cheeto-dusted Muppet fart did. And I'm really, there are a ton of things that he mishandled and misspoke, and the guy is not likable. He's not personable, He, but he never claimed to be. He's an arrogant tosspot, but at the same time, at least his bullshit's all outright up front. He is very unapologetic about either you like me or you don't, but I don't give a shit. This is what I'm going to do. At least he's not trying to play it off like he's doing everybody a favor. He does what he thinks is right. He doesn't really give a shit 
and I'm not saying this with any kind of admiration. It's just a simple statement of facts. He's not nearly as two-faced as all these career politicians who are constantly telling us that they're treating us like shit for our own good. At least he was forthright enough to go, look, I'm doing this because this is what I think needs to be done. Not because, oh, I'm doing this for you. I mean, yes, in his mind, he was doing a lot of the bullshit he did for America overall, whether it be to protect his business buddies or to enhance the people who saw eye to eye with him. Yes, I do not agree with his handling of a lot of policies. I also am aware that the office of the president only has so many policies and so many powers at their disposal. So a lot of the shit that's getting laid at his feet by the people that don't like him as a person are matters that were beyond his control as an authoritarian figure. And the people in this country just don't understand how the system works, so they're so quick to scapegoat and blame people for shit they honestly only have marginal influence over at at best. The President of the United States is not a position of absolute power. It was never intended to be. So you cannot absolutely lay the blame at this guy's feet for everything that went wrong in the last four years. Does he get a share of it? Yes, he does. Is it a significant share? Yes, it is. A lot of his policies were very poorly executed. A lot of his behavior was petty and disgusting. It does not change who the legally responsible individuals for these actions are. I am a huge proponent of responsibility. I am a a huge proponent of accountability. And anybody that's listened to me for any more than a few minutes here and there is aware of that fact. I'm not trying to give the guy more credit than, than he deserves. I'm not saying he was an amazing individual as a leader or a ruler or however the hell you want to look at it. What I am saying is blame him for the things he did wrong. Give him credit for the things he did right. And damn it, before you're going to start spewing your garbage all over the place, make an effort and learn which is which. I'm not defending the guy. I'm not stumping for him. I'm not condemning him either. I'm saying I'm sick to death of people that want to spout all this horseshit like they're all of a sudden experts on everything in the world when they don't even understand how the system works, how the decisions are made, where the actual power lies. Yes, the president has veto powers. You know what? Those powers are only as strong as the fact that the vetoes can be overturned too. So realistically, you have to look beyond just where that pen is striking. And all these executive orders, the same people who were complaining about the illegality of the last president's executive orders are the assholes that are cheering for every executive order that was driven through in the first three weeks of the new administration many of which were every bit as overreaching as the stuff they're complaining about. These guys are given way more authority and way more leeway than they are supposed to have. It was never intended that they could just walk around doing as they saw fit to appease their constituents. That's not how the system is supposed to work. And I am just burnt out and sick to death of listening to all this ignorant shit and reading all this garbage on every social media page I look at whether you're happy or not about the way things are. And honestly, as a purely my two cents, well, the whole show is my two cents, but as my two cents on the way things are going so far, I really hope a lot of the more moderate left people and the centrists who decided to go with the left this time in these elections, I really hope you guys are going to sit back and be quiet and 
be thoughtful and pay attention to what's going on. Things are already, you know, hitting the skids. In less than the first 24 hours, 70,000 people lost their jobs because of executive orders. Now, you can say what you will about a lot of things, and I personally think we need to find greener sources of energy, and I understand that, but I also know this country is not going to stop using oil and all of a sudden going back to being, being massively dependent on foreign sources for oil and losing our oil independence and all of a sudden like i said over 70,000 americans lost their jobs with a pen stroke because something was shut down and the ripple effects from that the numbers are going to be in the hundreds of thousands of people unemployed on top of the millions that are already unemployed because of all the covid shit and the situation is not going to get better it's going to get worse everything is going to get more expensive i don't know Maybe some of you younger people don't remember this, but back in the early 2000s and the mid-naughties, gas at one point was $4 a gallon. And that was with 15 or 17 years less inflation than we have right now. And filling the tank was painful then. The American dollar has lost so much buying power recent years do just due to inflation simple inflation that same four dollars a gallon is going to hit a lot harder and we're already at almost three dollars a gallon in the span of two weeks it's well basically since the election was called it's been creeping up and i don't know if my ever i pay real close attention to this because that's one of those things that i budget for and i have to because that's the only way life works so these things are going to keep happening. There are going to be ripple effects. There is going to be the cost of everything is going to go up. And the same people that are screaming about minimum wage needs to be raised to this and that, it's going to ha- that's going to have impacts too. People need to start thinking before they start bitching. We need to go back to being able to critically think without being afraid of the truth and the answers people are need to realize sometimes your emotions are going to get you're going to get your feelings hurt because the truth is a cold callous bitch and doesn't care about your sensitive issues they don't care that this is going to upset you facts are facts it doesn't you can try and rewrite the definition as much as you want but the shit doesn't change is and isn't is a simple state of being and there is not a way that you're going to start increasing all these minimum skill, minimum wage jobs to levels that are going to be acceptable to the people that are stumping for them without there being an increase in other costs because corporate America is not going to cut its profits and slit its own throats to satisfy the little people. It's never going to happen. And to all the people that are out there stumping for like, oh, we want full left socialism and all the supposed Marxists who have, if you listen to any of them talk for more than a couple minutes, have never read Marx. It shows that have this delusional concept of everything should be free and everything should be shared among the people. Find me a country where it's actually worked and where it's functional. I believe that certain things can be socialized and things I believe everyone should be taken care of to a certain extent. But the problem is when there's no motivation to perform better, and there's no punishment for performing poorly, there's no reason to perform, period. I mean, you work as you feel like and not as you need to. You have no incentive to work harder. 
These are not complicated concepts. They've been proven in practice over and over again in many countries. There was a time when Venezuela was one of the most booming economies in South America, and if you look at it now, the place is a shithole. And it can it literally is a trackable event that ties into the fact of a socialist government taking over. So do with that what you will. And I, this is kind of a drifting, rambling thing, but it all does come back together. We need to start being more aware. We need to be more conscious. We need to understand things. We need to question. We need to think. The processes need to be applied properly for them to work. We need to get off this emotional fucking train that is going to run things into the ground because when you react emotionally, when you react based on feelings and you're not thinking things through to the logical conclusion, to the next step, to the next problem, that's when shit goes sideways. It's historically proven. It's happened all over the world in all kinds of different settings and in different environments. If you're logical and you use your thought processes, you will go to a conclusion that is generally more acceptable. If you're not, well, you're kind of boned. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break from my moment of capitalism where I'm going to insert the weekly rolling ad for our wonderful sponsors, Anchor. We'll be back in a minute. All right, so thanks for listening to that. Now, to kind of put a bow on the first portion of the show, I want to just reiterate here. The reason things are going so sideways, the reason things are so shitty is because we are reacting emotionally instead of logically. We are much more easily manipulated when we are being emotional, and it's something we need to realize. It's a logical step we need to take because the first key to evading these kinds of things is being aware of them. We need to pull our heads out of our collective asses and actually use the big brains that let us come down out of the trees in the first damn place. And somewhere down the line, I am going to delve a little deeper into all the economic implications that people who are really stumping for all these things like canceling pipelines and re-establishing our dependency on foreign oil sources. Because, like I keep saying, the usage of oil in this country is not going away. We are not all of a sudden going to magically have a bunch of trucks that run on fairy dust and dreams. Stuff still needs to be shipped. Planes still need to fly. Boats still need to run. The tankers that are going to be bringing the oil across the ocean at much greater expense are going to cause so much more damage than the pipeline was going to. Yeah, the pipeline could potentially spring a leak somewhere. It could be addressed relatively quickly because the pressure is monitored and those things. And when the pressure drops, they know there's a leak. They shut the pump down and they find the leak and they fix it, usually with minimal damage. When an oil tanker spills, it doesn't kind of spill. It doesn't dribble a spill. It dumps thousands of barrels, if not more, into the ocean and fucks up the wildlife and fucks up everything around it and destroys the environment. And there's really no coming back from that. There's no slapping a Band-Aid on it. It's massive cleanup efforts that are going to cost millions of dollars, make everything more expensive. Not to mention the people who are saying, well, this is the right thing to do for the environment. First off, you can take your battery-driven electric vehicles that you are all stumping for. Do a quick Google search. Look what it takes to make one of the batteries for those vehicles. It is 
so horrible for the environment what it takes to get the precious metals to make the batteries that are toxic when they are destroyed or put in a landfill because they are not permanent things. They have a lifespan. When they reach the end of that lifespan, they become toxic, poisonous waste. So if you're stumping for these things, you've got to be a little more conscious and aware of the, Im- the actual environmental impact. Not the shit that makes you feel better because you say, oh, well, we saved a beaver dam or whatever. And I, I've said it before. I'm a huge proponent of we need to be more environmentally conscious. This is the only planet we have. We need to try and, before we get to that tipping point where there is no coming back, we need to get our shit together. We need to fix the planet. We need to fix our approach to living here. We need to be stewards, not parasites. But the point is, you need we need to be more cognizant of the shit that is coming out of our mouths. We need to start saying things with some sort of backing in knowledge and information instead of, well, this is how I feel about things. I don't really understand why this needs to be explained to people anymore. Your feelings do not generate facts. That is a purely subjective stance. It has no bearing on anyone's reality other than your own. And we need to quit being so damn selfish so we can find a middle ground and we can get along and we can get back to making progress. I've harped on this more times than I care to count. But that's really the 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 rub of the whole thing. That's the bread and butter of the issue. And so my point is, before you go out and start adding to the din and the chaos that is social media these days, do some damn homework. Don't just find something that tells you what you want to hear and then echo chamber that shit out thinking it's a tried and true fact. We need to get back to critical thinking. Check your sources. Pull your head out of your ass. Be more aware. You don't have to be conspiracy theory. You don't have to think the world's out to get you. But at least don't make it worse. Don't compound the bullshit. Just don't be dumb. And that's going to be a lovely segue into the last thing I'm going to talk about in this episode. And this ties into the wonderful weather we've been dealing with here in the Midwest where I dwell. I hang my hat. We've got another wonderful blizzard front coming through and... The weather's been so fucked up lately. Anyone who says we're not impacting the environment on the planet and climate change deniers, you're all assholes. You're probably not listening to me if you if you don't believe in some sort of science and the science of yes, we are fucking with the environment. It's just a given. There was there was no reason we should have sixty degrees in Illinois in October and November, and then February rolls around and it's negative three. And we've got a foot of snow coming through Texas. The Things are shifting. It's not normal. It's not the way it's supposed to be. And humanity is a big enough of an issue where we are impacting the planet. And we may be our own downfall. We may wipe ourselves out. I mean, if I were a betting man, that's where my money would be, is what's going to take humanity out? It's going to be humanity. I think the planet will recover. Hopefully whatever comes, comes along after us does a better job than we did. I guess, I mean, it's kind of pessimistic, but it's just sort of how I feel about the matter. And in relation to the fucked up weather that we've been dealing with, I wanted to talk about something real briefly that has been on my radar for a while. I've touched on it in the past. I'm going to touch on it again in the future because I'm sure it's not going to go away. But where I live, it 
when I moved to where I live, you could still go outside at night and see the stars and hear crickets. And the area has developed significantly. There are a ton of new subdivisions out here. We have people moving from the nearest major metropolitan hub, which would be Chicago. And they're coming out here, and we've got all these urban yuppie assholes who moved out here because the cost of living was cheaper. It still is cheaper than living in the city proper, but it's gotten way more expensive than it used to be. And as soon as they get out here, they automatically assume, oh, well, I'm in the country now. I can do this and I can do that. And you get these yuppie urban assholes that don't know what they're doing that go out and automatically buy all the toys that they think they can play with now because, oh, we're in the country. The problem is the town I live in is no longer the country. The streetlights, light pollution has taken away the stars. I can't hear the crickets anymore because all the fields that used to be fields full of crickets are now houses. All the yards are being sprayed with pest control, so there are no more crickets. We're Again, we're destroying our environment for the sake of, oh, well, this looks pretty. Yeah, but you just fucking destroyed an entire ecosystem so you could have a nice green golf-quality lawn. And so we get these assholes buying expensive power toys. We've got guys that have never really spent any time doing these things, going out and buying snowmobiles because... Oh my God, it's going to snow when I'm out in the country. And they go driving either down the street, which is illegal, or through a bunch of people's yards, which is also illegal because you're trespassing at that point. And they don't know what they're doing, so they're running when the snow isn't deep enough, and they're shredding people's lawns and tearing up people's grass because the treads on those things are made to work on a certain amount of snow and a light dusting. If you can still see green through the snow, you're not supposed to be riding a friggin' snowmobile. That's not what they're made for. They're made for when the snow's deep enough that you sink in it if you try walking. It's not it's not brain surgery. It's common sense. If you hit the gas and you start throwing chunks of sod at the neighbors, you're doing something wrong. And so we get these assholes that think, oh, well, I'm out here now and I get to have this and ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. They don't bother you know, taking a course in proper safety or anything like that. As often as not, they don't know how to maintain the damn thing, so they wind up breaking, and then it's just a whole ridiculous thing. And these are also the same assholes that say to themselves, well, I moved out of the city, I'm going to buy me a big old pick-em-up truck. And now that they're out in the country and they're big-ass pickup trucks that they really have very minimal experience driving, the first time we get a real significant snowstorm coming through where it is having real significant impact on drive times and road conditions, you get these assholes that have never had a big vehicle in their life. They don't understand how differently they handle than compact cars or even sedans. They have higher centers of gravity. They have no weight over the drive wheels if they're a pickup truck. If it's a 4 by 4 it's a slightly different story. But driving a four-wheel drive vehicle is not the same thing as driving a rear-wheel or a front-wheel drive car. All three types of vehicles handle differently. And if you have one of these vehicles and you don't have any experience and you have the arrogance that comes with thinking, I got me a big old pick-em-up truck with some big old tires on it and I can go as fast as I want, we've got these assholes barreling down back roads and side roads because the highways are getting jammed because of people skidding out hitting black ice hitting semi-trucks winding up in ditches causing traffic jams constantly all over the place the commute is terrible 
And then you get off on the side roads and you get these assholes that think because they have a great big lifted pickup truck, they are somehow magically immune to the snow. In my commute home today, I almost got hit three separate times by by assholes and great big lifted pickup trucks that were driving like they were invincible, not paying any attention to the snow and the road conditions and then the fact that you couldn't hit a corner without sliding. I watched one of them go into a ditch and... I waved merrily as I kept going along my way because, that, fuck that guy. He was driving like an asshole. He was being stupid. He thought he was invincible because he didn't know what he was doing. He was actually in the worst vehicle for the driving conditions for how he was driving. He was in an open bed pickup truck with a tonneau cab on it, so his truck bed didn't even have the advantage of holding any snow in it for extra weight. So his drive tires had a very minimal amount of traction and amount of grip, and as soon as he needed to hit the brakes, he was skidding like crazy because the weight of the engine over the front tires will stop the front of the car, and there's nothing in the back, and if you're going 50 miles an hour on ice, that back is going to kick around faster than you can say, damn, I didn't see that coming. And so that asshole wound up in a ditch. I don't know what the other two assholes that were driving equally big trucks with equally little regard for the road around them happened. I don't know what happened to those guys. But they weren't driving politely. They weren't driving, you know, with any kind of conservatism. or. And I'm not one of those, like, super ultra-cautious people. I was still going a good solid 35, 40 miles an hour most of the time because that's what the road conditions merited. In these sections where it was getting a little more spotty and there were patchy situations, I slowed down. The long, straight country roads that I knew I wasn't going to be turning for two miles because I drive these roads all the time... The only thing I had to worry about was other cars. I slowed down when I saw other cars. If there was nobody in front of me, I said, well, yeah, normally I'd do 60 here. I can do 40 and not wind up in a ditch because I'm going to go straight. And that's what I did. So I'm by no means driving like an old lady, but I'm not driving like a son of a bitch either. And granted, I'm in a little compact car, which... Anybody that knows me knows that's probably the funniest damn thing you're going to see. I got, I'm a big guy getting out of a little car. It's, it's comical. But I'm careful. I'm cautious. I don't do shit that's going to endanger myself or others because at the end of the day, I still got something left to live for. I got a family I care about. I got friends that I like. I got podcasts to listen to. I've got people to talk to. I've got things to do. I got a job I enjoy. I'm not trying to wind up in a ditch with an airbag breaking my nose. So, I guess I just really needed to vent about those pricks. And shit, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, you know, thanks for listening. I look forward to talking to you again soon. And uh, just wanted to throw a quick acknowledgement. Uh, I've gotten a lot of support from a lot of other podcast shows about different things and uh, I when I'm on social media I try and make a point when anybody asks for recommendations I stick to recommending a bunch of indie podcasters and it's you know all shows I've listened to at least a little bit and I think they're good enough to merit people checking them out and I did get something really cool uh, another show Dad's on Dayquil I'm, I've plugged them before but they I sent them a copy of my little promo spot that I made, and they made a really cool video for me. Um, it was like a little video trailer to go along with my my audio trailer. 
And I just wanted to say, you know, thanks uh, to Jordan, the gnome. He's one of the hosts. Uh, thank you for hooking that up. It was really great. I, I, I laughed when I saw it. It was fantastic. So thank you. And, um, you know, check them out if you haven't yet. You don't know what you're missing. It's three dads talking about dad shit, dad stories, and life in general, you know, movies, just humor, dad jokes, horror stories any parent will identify with. And so, yeah, go check them out. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program things i've talked about there are some links available for some merch that we're working on and there are ways to contact us there as well and thanks for listening and i look forward to talking to you again soon